welcome back to the Pretty Vulgar Pop Culture Podcast. And as always, it is Elizabeth and Jillian bringing you your weekly pop culture stories that, you know, you need to know. That excite the mind. Yeah. We're going to break them all down for you. It's been quite a week, guys. You it know, has. I know we said that last week, but <laughs> whoo, did that Kardashian story blow up this week? But we'll get there. We'll get there. Yes. We're going we're gonna to tippy-toe to that story. <laughs> First of all, we're going to take a knee on taking a knee. That's yes. what we're going to do today because <laughs> this is ridiculous and I don't want to hear about it anymore, see about it anymore, talk about it anymore. So we are going to take a knee on taking a knee and not talk about it. I agree. You guys cannot see me. I'm shaking my head. Yes, because I'm also taking a knee on taking a knee. It's just too much and we're exhausted by it. So we're not going to, uh, you know perpetuated anymore we're not gonna do it you can't make us haha <laughs> we're in charge yay for us um so we'll start the week with some of the more serious pop culture related stories of the week um the probably the top one being that julia louis dreyfus came out and said she has breast cancer yeah it's terrible so she found out about it the day after she won her record winning like sixth emmy Mm-hmm. Like, you go from, like, that epic high to this, like, really low low. I can't even imagine what that's like. Well, it was like when Sandra Bullock won the Oscar. Oh, right. And, then, right. like, the next day it's like, oh, by the way, your husband's been cheating on you with, like, ten women. Exactly. Yeah, that scandal <laughs> blow up. Yeah, it was, like, the next day. That was totally true. I didn't even think about that. Um, she did release a statement. She said, one in eight women get breast cancer, and today she's the one. Um, she really wants... To get it out there and make sure that people are getting the right treatment and the right care and going in for the proper diagnostic testing, i.e. mammograms and, you know, all the checkups that you need to catch these things early enough when they do happen. Right. And she does make a point that she has really great insurance, which I have no doubt that she does. And let's be real. Even if she didn't have insurance, she makes millions of dollars. She could just pay cash. Exactly. She doesn't even need insurance. Exactly. So there are a lot of women... And men and children who do not have good insurance and they cannot get the proper testing. They cannot get the proper treatment because of the insurance, which is sucky. That's, I mean, that's a good point. And, and you know, part of that is what Obamacare was slated to fix. Mm-hmm. I don't think it did what it was intended to do. So, I mean, we have a long ways to go until yeah. we're, you know, a culture where people can get the help that they need so yeah it's it's a fucked up thing yeah so um someone who got too much help is uh hugh hefner who just (laughs) died at 91 years old my theory being that he's been dead for a decade 10 years (laughs) and they've been weakened at burning his body for this entire time it's so funny because we've always said that like I mean, for years, you and I have joked about it that he's like a puppet and Crystal's got her hand up his back and yes. she's making him move. Yes. Um, I was watching some of like his last interviews. He looked terrible. Yes. And that was like, what, I think like five years ago was his right. last on-camera interview. So I was just like blown away. I was like, man, he really looks terrible. I can't believe he made it to 91. Living to 91 is a feat it is and everyone is just so saddened by it like i saw all these stars coming out being like oh it's so sad he was 91 what are you talking about it's not, not sad. sad not sad i mean it's like sad in the sense you're like oh i'll miss that person but it's not like right pam anderson bawling Ugh. her eyes out sad you would think someone killed her kid you would have thought that by her reaction and i just was like guys he was 91 years old he and he lived exactly how he wanted to he played by his rules he did whatever the fuck he wanted he had this huge grandiose house Mm -hmm. wives out the wazoo girlfriends out the wazoo he he did not want for anything so it's like he lived a damn good life the way he wanted to he did the damn thing he did the damn thing and people like you and i had this discussion about this that like the girls next door and, and Pam Anderson and Jenny McCarthy and all these people who are just overly emotional mm-hmm. about this. Sure. Would they be where they are today had it not been for Hugh Hefner? Absolutely not. Not even a chance. Like, is okay. Pam Anderson a talented actress? Mm. Absolutely not. What are you talking about? Barbed wire? That didn't do it for you? I know. <laughs> the sex tape was better. So <laughs> that being said, that doesn't make Hugh Hefner a good person. No, I mean, in Holly Madison, in her book, 
um, what is it, Going Down the Rabbit Hole? Is that what it's called? Was that the one? I don't know. She's got several books now. Vegas so. Diaries. Oh, I don't right, know. Right, right, right. Um, she talks about abuse that she suffered at Hugh Hefner's hands. That, And there are other people who have corroborated her story. Even Kendra in her first grade reading level <laughs> written book. Yeah, that was terrible. And, and she loves Hugh. Uh-huh. Was kind of corroborating the stories that Holly told yeah. about, you know, the him being possessive, and the, the use of drugs, mm-hmm. the sexual abuse, that kind of stuff. Yeah, so it's you just can't help but wonder. It's like who, who he, who was he really? And they're like, he's just a feminist icon. And no, there are some interviews been released where he talks about tearing down the feminist and that the feminist movement is against the playboy movement absolutely because the feminist movement you don't care about your eyebrows your hair your breast size your waist size none of that matters because it's all about your character playboy (laughs) was built on boobs no and boobs alone absolutely and platinum blonde and perfectly quaffed nails and hair and everything it's like give me a break Uh, my husband did read on reddit the theory that hugh hefner was actually just marilyn monroe's ultimate stalker because he did take these pictures of her, her naked and sell them without her permission. And that's, you know, how Play- Playboy was created, essentially. And then he, he spent outlandish amounts of money to get in the mausoleum right next to her. Yeah, $75,000. It's obscene. I mean, that's a really interesting theory. I'd never heard that. But also, Joe DiMaggio sent flowers to her grave to the every week until he died. Too. Well, he loved her. No, he, I understand. He was married to her. No, he was married to he her. He wasn't the creepy guy that no. pulled her naked picture. That is also true. Um, but I thought that was a it's just a sweetest side. It's a sweet side story <laughs> in this this heinous, heinous world we live in that you'll see as the episode progresses is, is, is even more heinous than we even knew. Exactly. Um, Jennifer Lopez donated a million dollars to Hurricane Maria relief in Puerto Rico. So that's that's a beautiful thing. When I saw the million dollar price tag, I was like, damn, this bitch stepped up like well, you like sandra bullock sandra yeah looked in million yeah and you have all these stars who are like ten thousand dollars and a high five <laughs> so it's like when you see a star actually donate a million dollars you're like yes you can afford to donate a million dollars p.s it's also a tax write-off let's not pretend that they're <laughs> missing a million dollars yeah um so it's a it's a big deal a million dollars can go a long ass way it is no seriously and they need it puerto rico's in bad shape and and the taking of a knee kind of took away from the real life stories that were happening this right week, the which, devastation out in the world right which you know puerto rico still doesn't have power people so like they cannot hear this podcast can you imagine that's a problem that is a problem <laughs> Lord. Um, I was joking, guys. That's not a problem. It's a real problem. (laughs) We need listeners. So anyone who doesn't have the ability to listen should have the ability to listen. They should have. They should. Then they should. Then they can also run their dryers and and have food. You know, it's all good. Homes. (laughs) No, it's obviously anything anyone can do. Go donate. Yeah. Not just don't don't just donate to the cause of the minute either don't forget that houston was devastated there's still florida was devastated that there are no florida keys anymore like help out people this Uh is this is the real unifying you know human crisis moment where we all can all come together we can all agree that we need to help all these people amen sister moon so uh i don't know if you guys remember you guys know spence Spencer Pratt, you, you're familiar. He was on the hills. The he's a crazy fucking guy. colossal douchebag. He likes to rub crystals on his body. Yeah, he's a fucktard. Fucktard, <laughs> for lack of a better word. I like a um, fucktard. He posted this video on Instagram today of him <laughs> adding these hummingbird feeder lenses to his spectacle for Snapchat glasses. Sure did. Turned himself into a human hummingbird feeder just, just for the snap. He, he did it for the snap. I mean, that that's a new level of dedication. And the look on his face while he's doing it is so serious. He's so serious. I just don't understand why that's a thing. I mean, I love hummingbirds. My mom and dad have hummingbird feeders at their house, and I love watching them and stuff. I think they're really cool birds. They're, in fact, the only birds that I like. Oh, that's true. You have a fear of birds. Because they attack me. Hummingbird. Well, no, you've never been attacked by a bird. In Let's front of you. Oh, are you secretly being... You know your boyfriend's actually been attacked by birds? I don't know this story. Yes. 
I'll have to have him fill me in later. Um, no, I've had a bird come at me. Like, theoretically come at you. No, it was coming towards me. I feared for my life, guys. Okay. Okay. So I'm, someone, should, we need to get a wanted poster. Put it out. Fucking find this fucking douchebag bird who's attacking Elizabeth. Do and it. bring him or her to justice. I just assumed it was a boy bird. I just assume all birds are boys. All dogs are boys. All cats are girls. This is just how my mind works. Really? All dogs are boys? All dogs are boys to me. Interesting. I don't think I've ever assigned a sex that, you know, just unifies all yeah, the dogs. All cats are girls. All cats are girls to me. I, I get that. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Well, it's, I think it's because you have girl dogs. I, I have two boy I have dogs. Annabella. Yeah. But Bowie and Homer are boys. I know, but you have a girl dog. I don't have a girl oh, dog. I haven't had a girl dog since I was probably like real, real little kid. So oh, gosh. Gotcha. I've had all male dogs. So that's just where my mind is associated. That makes sense. So I was like, wait, are you telling me something? Is your dog transgender? So like, oh, God, no. <laughs> Guys, I don't have the energy for that. <laughs> Do not. I mean, that's a whole process. So I don't have that in me. Um. He's Spencer Pratt is not the only Hill star to make news this week. Audrina Partridge is uh, reconnecting with old flame Justin Bobby. Okay, but that was fake. It no. was it was not real. It was on the hills. And oh, it was, their relationship. Yeah, I was like, no, they're really talking. Oh no, I was like, the, the relationship was scripted. All yes. their bullshit that we were so invested in because we thought it was real. Yes, was not even close to being real, and so. What are they talking about? Their old lines that they had to run together? I mean... <laughs> Remember that one time on set? <laughs> yeah, it's so bizarre to me. I just don't know why that's where she landed. After yeah, I her. know. That's, it is It is bizarre. <laughs> it's bizarre that he would be the comfort that she needs in this trying right? time. Like, have they been friends all this time? It's just weird. Yeah, I don't know. Um, in, in news that food lovers and, you know, discount clothing re- retailers... <laughs> fans will really like forever 21 and taco bell are coming up with a collaboration guys for clothing yeah that's right you can get a fire sauce packet tank top it's not maybe a, a bean burrito dress that's just the most stupidest ridiculous waste of my life story ever are you kidding me taco bell and forever 21 like what you know you're gonna see these bitches walking around too and they're mild sauce tank tops or- <laughs> Whatever the fuck chalupa pants or whatever the fuck they're going to wear. I just can't see this as being stylish. Guys, oh God. Taco Bell is like what you get when you're super fucking drunk and you need to soak up the alcohol and get that grease. That's what you eat Taco Bell for. And then you crave it and it makes you feel terrible the next day. Yes. And it doesn't fill you up and you can get like... 40 items for $6.99. That's true. And Forever 21 is also, you know... You, you can get 40 items for $6.99. And they're throwaway items as well. Like, you wash and wear one time and even then Even if it's done. a t-shirt, even if it's a tank top, even if it's a sock, you can't rewear any Forever 21 That's, clothes. They will be a different shape. It's true. They will be a different size. They will probably be a different color. Absolutely. Possibly a different fabric. <laughs> so true. I have... Okay, so... One time we went to Vegas and I forgot a pair of socks and my feet got cold. I bought a pair of socks mm-hmm. at that Forever 21. Mm-hmm. They washed them one time and I swear to God, one of them fell apart. A sock. That doesn't surprise me. I wore a Forever 21 shirt to um, a coastal bachelorette party we attended once. <laughs> and uh, um, Yeah, that's a story. But... I literally was like, oh, it has beads on it, so I should take really nice care of it. Sent it to the dry cleaner, because I thought that was a good idea. I probably paid more for the dry cleaning than the shirt. Right. And it came back, and all the beads fell off and everything. And I was like, oh, you know, great, good. Thanks, Forever 21, for nothing. I know. Their clothes are just so cheaply made. So I would expect then, much like what you said earlier, that their clothing, this collaborative clothing line... Would be much like either the restaurant or the the, the store. It's used once, makes you feel badly after. And then you throw You're it You're upset, you spend the money, and then you throw up at the end. I like yeah, that. that. That could be their ad campaign. Guys, we're going to move into the Kardashian block of the day. It's a block. <sighs> a uh, block. We're going to start start easy with a slow pitch, and then we'll get up to the 90 mile per hour fastballs. I so, like it. Scott Disick and Sophia Ritchie are Instagram official now. 
Yeah, that that's just so weird to me. She looks like she's 12 years old. Um, because she's only 19. And Scott Disick is like 32. I Again, we've talked about this on our podcast before. What does a grown man, because you're 32, you're a grown man, want with a 19-year-old? Vagina. Like her vagina is so much better than Courtney's. Well, three kids didn't walk right out of. Uh, well, she- I saw that episode of Keeping Up with Our Kardashians. <laughs> that bitch pulled her first kid right out, no problem. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure she probably had it rejuvenated or something. We just haven't heard the stories yet. I mean, that's probably true. We don't hear a lot of stories. That's true. Um, I just can't believe that this girl is that amazing in bed or has that much life experience that she can be a comparable partner for a 30-year-old man. I am on the opposite side where I'm like, she's 19. What the fuck does she want with a father of three? Well, that's also another great question and a good point. Like, what does she want with a father of three? And the baby mama drama, are you serious? Next level, hello, have you met Black China? Have you seen her? Like, come yeah, on. Yeah, like, you know what the Kardashians will do to you? Yeah. Just look at their victims. They are Caitlyn, <laughs> Kanye, yes. Chris Humphreys. Lamar Odom. There is a... Most of those people have died at some point. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, it's so true and so sad. But yeah, like, she needs to watch herself because they they could kill her. They could ruin her. Oh, absolutely. Without a doubt. Um, Kylie Jenner. Is she or is she not? Do we know? Will we ever know? And no, we won't know until she'll have the baby and that's when we'll know. Or she won't have the baby and that's how we'll know. Because I'm telling you, I'm scrutinizing her Snapchats like nobody's business. And she knows everyone in the world is doing that right uh-huh. now. And they're flat stomached. Like she's not. I don't think she's pregnant. I saw the pictures. Her stomach is completely flat. Completely flat. I was thoroughly confused by what I see on Snapchat and whatnot. So if she's pregnant, it's going to blow my mind. Well, you know, and then Chloe. Yeah, she Chloe could be pregnant Kardashian's too. pregnant too, guys. Just in case you were wondering, Chris will be next, followed by Courtney, <laughs> then Kendall, Kendall, then Caitlin. So they, um, they're all like trying to conceive on the same day. They're all they're according to all the reports because it's all reports. No one has any fucking facts in these stories. Mm-hmm. No one has heard a Jenner or a Kardashian or a Black China or a Scott Disick say a goddamn word. Because it's all a publicity stunt. They're all, they all closed ranks. They closed their circle tight. They're like, we're going to release these crazy ass stories. It's the 10 year anniversary. No one gives a shit about us anymore. We got to do something crazy. That's what it is. Because they're allegedly all going to have babies on the same day. Because Kim actually did come out and she's the one we've been waiting for, guys. She's having a fucking baby by surrogate. Like, we Duh. didn't fucking know that. For God's sakes, are you kidding no me? Out of all the stories you confirm, that's the one you confirm. I know. You fucking fame whore. Well, exactly. And it's working because we're sitting here talking about it. Other people are sitting and talking about oh, it. Oh, yeah. So it's I was working. Like, Kylie Jenner's pregnant. Chloe's pregnant. What? Exactly. So. And then they talked about how uh, the premiere episode of season two of This Is Us kind of predicted it. <laughs> Because they were having this whole conversation about the Kardashians for some reason. The guy, This guy was talking to his girlfriend and she wanted to go to where the Kardashians get their smoothies. Ugh. And But she couldn't because she had another commitment. He's like, don't worry, the Kardashians will always be there. They're like gremlins. There'll be like a million of more of them next week. It's true. And I was like, shit, son, you saw that coming. <laughs> they're, they're making those gremlins right now. Seriously. So... Caitlyn chimed in because Caitlyn has to chime in. Right, she's got to make herself. She said she loves all the new babies. She's all about it, and she's gonna be there for Kylie, which makes me believe that Caitlyn wasn't spilling the tea. I don't think Caitlyn knows whether Kylie's pregnant or not. She absolutely doesn't because they've all come out and said they've cut ties with Caitlyn because of Caitlyn's horrendous things. That do you think Kylie and Kendall have though? That's their dad. I think that they have distanced themselves severely from Caitlyn. I think that. Do you think it's because? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut no, you off. You're fine. But do you think it's because he of the way he treats their mother, or they know where the money comes from, and it's not from the Jenner name? <laughs> I think that it could be both, but I definitely think that they're protective of their mom. Yeah, no, I get it. Um, I dev, I do see the money playing a role, but honestly, they don't. They could st- all stop working right now and never have to worry about That's money again. That's true. That's um, for sure. But I I do think they're pissed off about what she said in those books. Because also, she talks about 
not having kids and the way she talks about her kids is not in the best of light. No, no. And we'll touch on on more of the book drama later in this uh, podcast here. But yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just I assume she has no idea. So her saying this is not a confirmation that Kylie's pregnant. No, because she's just like, oh, yes, if Kylie needs me, I'll be there. She's not asking for you. Yeah, like you should know. <laughs> you should know. Like, Whether or I, not your child is pregnant. It's just bizarre to me. So um, Rob is actually suing Black China now over some assaultive behavior that he's alleged she has, uh, you know, done to him. Well, I'm sure she could slap a suit right back on him. I don't know what he thinks he's doing. It's time to calm this shit down and concentrate on co-parenting your child. Honestly, I feel like they get in slap fights. Oh, I have no doubt. I know there's like allegations with like telephone cords and whatnot, (laughs) but I'm like, I just fucking see Rob and China yelling at each other and then just slapping the shit out of each other. Like, you know, old school white girl fighting. Like, I'm like, yeah, yeah. what is going on? Why is this a healthy environment for a child? It's not. That's the it point. Is <laughs> um, on top of that, Rob is allegedly flat broke. He owes this $20,000 a month in child support to China. That's so much money. His mommy's paying for it. Of course she is. He's going to go back to court and get it reduced because he has no money. Well, honestly, I don't think he should pay 20 grand in child support to China. Like, like how on what planet does it take 20 grand a month to raise any child? Oh, it surely doesn't. When you, I know moms who are like, I get $100 a month or something. That's nothing. Yeah, no, like and 20 grand would still be a lot, even if the kid was like in college and that was paying tuition. Exactly. So... But China did snap out her meeting with her lawyer. They were in the Ferrari. They're like, selfie. So I'm really taking this very seriously. It's a very serious issue. They're, like, <laughs> they're such assholes. So uh, speaking of assholes, that's a good segue. <laughs> um, Mr. Anthony Weiner got 21 months in prison, which he'll have to start with uh, on November 6th. He pled to his, uh, you know, sexting a minor. <sighs> And 21 months is quite the sentence. That's a long time. It's nearly two years. It really is. It, I mean, two years is a significant amount of time. Um, I mean, I remember when he was accidentally take, sending pictures of his dick out when his wife was pregnant. It's just unbelievably ridiculous and what the insane. Most, the, the most ridiculous part about Anthony Weiner is his Weiner, of course. But <laughs> besides that... Is the fact that he did that. He did, did the dick pics while pregnant. The Twitter and the fake candles and all that shit. Mm-hmm. And all that comes out. It blows up. It causes him his congressional seat. But then he, it kind of goes away. And then right. the man starts running for mayor of New York City. The and balls. he's successfully running. I know. but and then it happens again. Because he obviously has an affliction where he needs to show his penis to minors and adults alike. But that's not all. It happens that time. He doesn't win the mayoral seat. Shocker, Shocker of all shocks. Life goes on. Right. Hillary Clinton's running for president. And it happens again. Because he can't stop. Maybe he'll <laughs> stop when he's in jail. But I just... He's going to smuggle a cell phone in up his asshole. Oh. And we will... This is not the end of Anthony Weiner's Weiner, people. We have not seen the end of it. Although... He is concerned that the pedophile title will follow him into prison and he will probably die. I mean, it's not a joke. People don't like pedophiles in prison. I mean, we don't like them out here either. Well, that's true. (laughs) But there is, it's like that, you know, there's a code among criminals where you can't be a rapist or a pedophile. They will fuck you up. Yeah. So we'll see how Anthony Weiner fares in his 21 month prison sentence. But is it like one of those camp cupcake things like where Teresa Judice went or Martha Stewart? Who knows? I didn't. I actually, I honestly don't. Or is it like, it's not like he's going to sing sing. Or no, Rikers. He's not gonna go to Sing Sing or Rikers. I mean, my God, he should, but that, no, he'll get. It'll be very white collar. Well, you know, his crimes aren't white collar. That's the difference. Yeah, so I'm really interested to see where they'll place him. Probably in a minimum security. Yeah, I don't think he's like a flight risk or anything like that. We're so. gonna. I'm gonna look into that and we'll get back to you guys next week. But yeah, that's an interesting. You let us know. All right. All right. So moving into TV land. 
American Idol has finally graced us with who will be its three new judges. Now, let me tell you about American Idol, guys. Because year two, season two of American Idol, I was on a field trip to Universal Studios Hollywood where they were filming the finale. It was the finale, the second part, not the first part where you have to vote and then they decide a winner. The finale. <laughs> it was between Clay Aiken and Ruben Stuttered. Ugh, um, was... Me and some of my friends on this high school field trip decide, nah, we don't want to go home on the bus. We're just going to fucking go see American Idol. So I call my mom and I'm like, American Idol's here. Figure it out. She called like the radio station where Ryan Seacrest worked at the time because he wasn't the big hit he is now. Right. She talks to people. They tell us, go find so-and-so. We find so-and-so. We get American Idol tickets. My mom's working on talking to the principal, the school district, <laughs> about not getting us on a bus. We go in and we have these incredible seats. They're like six rows back from the judges, Paula Abdul, Simon Cowell, Randy. We're sitting next to like Jillian Michaels and like all these crazy people. We see Ryan Seacrest, Simon Cowell winked at me. <laughs> it ended badly on an educational note. I got suspended, but whatever. You got suspended for that? Yeah. Why? The Your whole mom- bus had to wait for us. Shut um, up. I don't know why the bus waited because my mom had permission from the principal. But however, whatever happened, it didn't get communicated to the custodial people on the field trip. And so my uh, civics teacher lied, said he was our father, got brought into American Idol on a commercial break. I like go up to see him because I'm like this goody two shoes, but I'm also kind of a rebel. So like I want to make it okay, (laughs) but I also want to say fuck you. And he comes in and he's like, you're on my shit list. And I'm like, okay. And we go back and we watch the end of American Idol. Oh my God. And we go out there in this bus of hungry, like sophomore age. Were they pissed at you? Oh yeah, they were not okay. Yeah, but my dad was there to pick us up. So it was fine. Like, it was a big deal. Oh my God. But so that was my dedication level to American Idol. Then they go through and it gets old. It just got old. And then they ended it. Yeah, they needed to end it. I thought, like you said, I loved the show when it first started. I remember watching and being really excited by it. And every season when it would come back on, I got excited. But like you said, it got so old and it got so tired. And it ended like it should have. Yeah, and I watched watched the last season. I hadn't watched in many seasons, but I watched Mm -hmm. the entire last season because I was like, it's nostalgic. Like, awesome. And then the very last seconds of the last episode ever of American Idol, Ryan Seacrest says, bye for now. And here we are a season later and we have American Idol again. I just, I feel like I'm so sick of reboots. They're calling this the American Idol reboot. They have all three new judges, Katy Perry, Luke Bryan, and Lionel Richie. Yeah. I feel like... The thing I liked about American Idol, the first one, was that you had Simon Cowell, who was so shrewd, and he started from nothing, worked his way up in the business, knew what was successful, and he would tell it straight to your face. Mm -hmm. None of these judges, I think they're going to be sweet and cupcakes and just like, oh, that was lovely and kind of thing. I feel like Lionel Richie could bring it. I just don't think he will, though. I feel like Katy Perry is more like the Paula Abdul of the bunch. Like, I don't know what she's bringing to the table. And Luke and Bryan. And I don't know what she's going to say. I mean, Luke Bryan is like the king of bro country. He, like, what the is. fuck do we need him there for? Well, it's so true. And I used to be such a huge Luke Bryan fan. We've seen him like four times. Yeah, because <laughs> so I, I, I used too to. much. I used to really like him. But now his music is old and tired and tedious and he's. So that's what he'll bring to American Idol. The old and tired and tedious that yeah. broke American Idol in the first place. Great. So that that's American Idol news. Not not the best news. I mean, yeah. they need to l- let Sleeping Dogs lie. Well, you know, Sleeping Dogs will lie with Fixer Upper, HGTV's big hit TV so- show with Joanna and Chip Gaines. Coming to an end. No more. No more Fixer Upper. I have seen that all over the internet. And my thing is, who the fuck cares? Everyone. Why? Except you. Yeah. They're amazing. They do amazing work. They're just, awesome to watch. They just don't do anything for me. They're amazing. You're wrong. <laughs> I find them to be kind of annoying, actually. Oh, Lord. You but, are, you're going to get hate mail. That's fine. <laughs> Bring me the hate mail. I don't care. I really don't care. Apparently, they're not doing so well that their show's canceled. No, they didn't. They are walking away. Because they, they know have, it would be canceled. No, <laughs> they have four kids and they want to raise them. Oh, well, good. I'm glad to hear that. So, Aren't they like super uber religious though? Yes, they're super Christian. <sighs> but they're very cute and they're very 
fun to watch. And like I said, I their remodels are beautiful. They do really good work. So yeah, I have my remodel shows like uh, Bravo based ones, Fixer Upper, and Battle of the Cyruses or whatever the fuck show. No, <laughs> flipping out uh, on Bravo. Like I said, the Bravo based one. Yes, and then also Nate Burgess's and Jeremiah Brandt's uh, Fixer Upper. Love that show. Where does that show even air? It's on TLC, and what they do is they go, I think it's on TLC. Maybe, I don't know. I'll find out and tell you guys next week. But what it is, is um, they go into these families' houses, and something's happened. Like, they're redoing their whole house, and something halted it. So they're living in an unfinished house. So they come in and they find ways for them to stretch their money and they do the design and they fix everything up and change it around. Their designs are gorgeous and beautiful. And they have the most adorable daughter, Poppy. So cute. She's on the show too. It's such a good show. I didn't even know this was a show. Oh, yeah. It's really good. (laughs) That's interesting. You'll have to tell us where it actually airs. I'm pretty sure it's like TLC. It sounds like Hallmark to me. (laughs) It is not Hallmark. Like one girl, um, one family, their whole house flooded. Yeah, it sounds like that extreme home makeover show with oh, no. what's his name oh, no. where they went into families that were struggling. And- no, no, no. This one family, no, some of the family just ran out of money. And- oh. Yeah, no, no. It's not like that. But, I mean, they do have the nice heartwarming right, episodes. Right. Like one girl's family, she had cancer and their house flooded. But then this one family, they just bit off more than they could chew and mm. ran out of money. Interesting. So, yeah, so it's a really good show, though. Well, you need to get on the HGTV bandwagon because that's like real reno. It's like you'll figure out how to do things yourself. I don't so. want to do things myself at all. Well, you can't afford to have people do them all the time. Yeah, but if I, I can't, I'm not going to do it. No. What? You're crafty. You wouldn't paint something or... I'm all something. I don't know. I am crazy. I don't even know what the words are because I'm Jewish. I pay people to do that. Oh my god! <laughs> like, are you going to watch the show and be inspired to like paint your sofa with fabric paint? No, but it does. <laughs> you. It is a thing. I've seen it. <laughs> it is a thing. I've seen it. Wait, let's just fabric paint. Okay. Um. No, but it's like more. What it? What watching H E. TV inspires me to do is I really like real estate to begin with. Mm-hmm. So it more inspires me to get out there and buy more real estate. Okay. That is not something the everyday person can do. That's like rich people problem. Well, that's like you have to work towards that. These the, Some of these shows are literally just showing you how as a non-rich person you can achieve these things. I can't go out and And then you can do house. like Bargain Front Beach Hunters. I mean, these are good shows. HGTV, man. That's where it's at. That sounds really boring. It sounds like something that's on at my grandma's house and you're go- you're sitting there and you're just like, oh, God. My Lottery Dream Home. Awesome. It's my favorite. Oh my these people just won the lottery and they're going to buy a mansion and you get to watch them. And then they lose all their money and have to sell the house. Well, you know, maybe, but <laughs> I got to see them in their prime, so. It sounds terrible. Well, it's not. <laughs> You're a bad baby. I'm just kidding. Um, Kevin Can Wait came back this week, mm-hmm. and if you didn't know, if you didn't watch last season, the the premise of the show originally was Kevin and his wife and his three kids, and they lived and they loved and blah 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 typical sitcom bullshit. Mm-hmm. Well, the last two episodes of the season, last season, they brought Leia Remini, his former King of Queens co-star, on as a surprise extra guest. Well, everyone saw that, realized Kevin James and Leah Remini have, like, this unstoppable chemistry. Right, they do. Fired the wife. (laughs) Hired Leah Remini. Not to replace the wife. She plays this weird best friend character that... Yeah, I was going to say, they were, like, old partners or something, right? Yeah, so the, the whole thing last year was they were old partners and they had one last case to wrap up. But now, neither of them are cops and the wife is dead and she's been dead for a year and they don't explain why... And he just has this, like, best friend, Vanessa, who's Leia Remini, and she's, like, helping his daughter get married and shit. And I'm like, this, they did- this is weird. It's, it is. It it'll, was weird. It'll be interesting to see how long it lasts. No, I mean, This is only season two, so we'll, yes. see, we'll see where yeah. it goes. I was surprised it got a season two, to be quite honest with you. So, But, but the chemistry between Leia Remini and Kevin James is undeniable. I feel like I did laugh more 
this episode than I did all last season. So well, that's interesting. I mean, they do have amazing kids. Ke- they're chemistry. really they're just so good together. Um, another new show that's coming out on MTV, '90s House. So it's going to be hosted by Lance Bass of NSYNC fame and Christina Milan, and they're gonna it's gonna be like not millennial i don't know is there a new term for the next generation like your daughter's age like do they have a generational term yet i have not heard of a term that they will call my daughters that's a really fucking mind-blowing thing to think about that because they're not millennials and these people aren't millennials really or maybe we're just on the old end of millennials so maybe they're the young end of millennials i think you and i are considered too old to be millennials I think there's... We're going to have to Google this. I'm going to Google this right now. Yeah, because... This is not a wait till next week thing. No. Um, Definition. That's what you're hearing me type right now. <laughs> of a millennial. Yeah, I want to know like what the age cutoff is. Because millennial is... Okay. It relates to a thousand years. Oh, uh, great. <laughs> a person reaching young adulthood in the early 21st century. Isn't there like an? Is this Wikipedia? Don't they have no, like that a, is a that is the Oxford Dictionary definition of a millennial. Well, can we go to Wikipedia? So I want like an an actual like years. Yeah, like I want it broken down for okay, me. Okay, this is what is and they say <laughs> what exactly is a millennial? Um, let's see. According, other, the, so apparently there's a lot of millennial dates. So. According to some people, it's people born starting in 1978. 78? No way. People born between 77 and 94. No. People born between 76 and 90. People born between 78 and 98. And the last one is a Time Magazine article and said 1980 to 2000. So we are, in fact, millennials. I thought millennials was like 1990 and up. No. That is the... Interesting. Well, mm. fine. We're millennials. I don't care but what you want to call me. This has all been aside because the people in this house that <laughs> they're the '90s house are living in a house with 1999 based technology. Right, and we grew up with that. So, <sighs> so it has to be people younger than us. Yeah, you guys. Are so fucking screwed. Like 16 year olds or something. I don't know. I don't know. That had. Do you know? I still tell my daughter. I'm like, you know, when I wanted to go on the internet. Everyone have to had to be off the phone. I remember like my dad signing on to AOL and like hearing the mm-hmm. noise and me sitting like crisscross applesauce on the floor just like waiting for it to go on like and looking up at it and watching because you know have the three pictures and it mm-hmm. would connect across. Yeah. Yeah. And God forbid someone called during that time. Well, and you only had like we only had one computer for our household at that yeah. point. No, and it was in the living room. It was huge. Yes. Like, it wasn't a laptop. No. It wasn't even what today's desktops are. No, seriously. Like, my dad, he was a detective, and he had his own laptop from work. And that thing was like a fucking encyclopedia. <laughs> like, the size. Like, legit huge. So, it's like, these these kids these days, they don't even know how easy. Well, which is why it'll be really funny to yeah. watch this show and see how they react to not having smartphones and not having not having Google laptops, not having Google. Just Google it. No, you cannot, bitch. They'll have to use Alta Vista. It'll be really <gasps> terrible. Or like them. how you still have to use a fucking phone book because they didn't have phone numbers on the internet. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. No Google Maps. No anything how like that. How do we get... Like, I think about this because I'm terrible with directions. I'm directionally challenged. But I'm like, how did I get anywhere without maps? Like, one of my best friends. I would print out map quests. No, I did that too, but I'm still terrible with just that. Like, I remember I used to drive to Fresno to see one of my best friends because she went to Fresno State. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how did, how did I not get lost every time I went to see her? I don't know. I found my way. Yeah. And well, at <laughs> least we didn't have to do it as bad as our parents with the fucking Thomas guide in the car That's and have true. to open up. Oh, you have to go to G7. Okay. Where? Like, what the fuck? How did you find? How did anyone find anything? That there? would be crazy if like we had to go live in like 1970s technology. Oh, yeah. And not be okay with it. Just, just a phone <laughs> line. No answer machines. <laughs> No answering machine. Yeah, can you imagine? They're not going to have voicemail or text messaging. That's the worst. You actually no, have to call have someone. No, they'll a landline, probably. Oh my God. I mean, they're cell phones, but they're not. They're going to be what they are today. Playing Snake on there. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Snake! I love Snake. So this show's going to be hysterical, guys, and we're definitely going to watch it and keep you guys updated on what goes on there. Yes, 
So, um, other big TV news. The... So ABC is claiming, because I'm going to refute this claim in just a minute, but they're claiming they're doing a spinoff of Pretty Little Liars right. called The Perfectionists, and it's going to involve the characters Allison and Mona. Mm-hmm. I read The Perfectionist book series. Uh-huh. Teen drama. Yes, I know. But I also read all the Pretty Little Liars books. So it's fine. I mean, Harry Potter's a young adult. That's true, too. And I'm rereading them. And I read The Hunger Games, and I've read them all. So Twilight, yeah. fuck it. Fuck it. I've read it all. Yeah, who cares? As long as you're reading something, people. <laughs> make sure you're reading, not just watching TV. So The Perfectionist is either two or three books. And it takes place in Seattle. And it's high school students. It's, it's, it's similar to Pretty Little Liars in that these four high school students plot this thing and it ends up, someone ends up dead. So it's really similar to Pretty Little Liars in that respect. But it also has nothing to do with Mona and Allison. Like, Allison in the book series is the killer, is a, no one ruin it for me because I still have not finished Pretty Little Liars, this TV show. Oh, you haven't? I was just not. I was just about to tell you. Yeah, no. But in the book series, Allison is a, the entire book series, Arya ends up with Noel. Like, there's, Ew. it's different. It's a different thing. So I don't understand how you're going to take this entirely different book series, takes place in a different time, in a different area of the country, with different characters. And then just insert these two random fucking characters in there. I mean, they'll do it because, I mean, as we've seen with, like, Big Little Lies and things like that, they take a plot and then they totally twist it and turn it and break it down and turn it into something that it's not. I can't even imagine that this is going to be good. Like, it just drives me nuts. It'll be interesting to see. I don't think I'll be watching it. I mean, maybe I'll give it a chance because I read the books, but I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know what to think. I mean, you could watch the first episode and go yeah, from there. That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. I'm going to have to put my toe in, see how it feels, <laughs> and we'll take it from there. Um, other interesting TV news. Megan Kelly Today started this week. It's sure Megan did. Kelly taking over the middle hour of the Today between Hoda and the actual Today show. Uh-huh. Um, lots of controversy <laughs> its first week. Because she, she is bringing the buzz, to say well, the least. you know, so she starts the whole thing by saying, I'm not talking about politics. We're not dealing with politics. You won't see politics. This is not where politics lives. And I was listening to Jenny McCarthy and Donnie Wahlberg talk about it. And they were like, but politics is like really what you're good at. It's really what Megyn Kelly is good at. Right. So I don't understand why she wouldn't stick to what she's good at. Maybe because she got so much shit during the Trump election that she wants to step back from that. But she got it from Trump. Like she became a folk hero. It's what enabled her to leave Fox News and go mainstream. Is because she became this feminist icon. Right. I just wonder if there was a flip side to that media coverage that sure I'm sure there is that didn't sit well with her I don't really know um but I can say I'm not pleased with her on the today show I love the today show when I was a stay-at-home mom I would totally watch that Alola was toddling around um I do like it and I don't like her on it yeah I haven't watched her on it at all actually no that's not true her very very first appearance on the today show was right before she interviewed Vladimir Putin, and she mm-hmm. was in Russia. And so she was, like, reporting as a foreign correspondent right. in Russia. And I didn't like that at all. Because, uh, to me, she was this brass, like, crazy interviewer, hard-hitting. Like, so her being, like, a field reporter didn't sit well with me. hmm But uh, she had two major controversies this week. One involved Will and Grace cast, and one involved Jane Fonda. So the Will and Grace cast one. The whole cast is on there. The sh- Will and Grace came back this week. We don't mm-hmm. even need to talk about that. No. Because it's like silly. But um, like Megan Kelly has an audience for her section of the Today Show. It's weird. fucking strange. But yeah, I don't like it. It's like a talk show. It's very yeah, strange. But like it, what flowed nicely about the Today Show before was this, it was all the same set. It was all the same shit. Yeah, it was you just, just like a little fluffier as the hours went on. Yeah, which was perfect. And then this is just totally something totally different wedged in the middle of things that are essentially the same. Yeah, it's, it's like a sandwich, a Megyn Kelly sandwich. Yeah, and it's not it's not tasty. Well, yes, good point. So she brings up this like guy who's like a Will and Grace super fan, and she goes, "You know, is it true you became a gay lawyer because of Will Truman?" Obviously, it was a joke. Like even the whole cast laughed. The right. guy laughed. Right. But after the show, Deborah Messing got some shit. 
online and she lashed back out and was like, I didn't even know I was going on with Megyn Kelly. If I had known that, I wouldn't even go on. It just said Today Show appearance, blah, 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 blah. Like, way over the top, in my opinion. Like Yeah, because bullshit, you didn't know you were going on with her. Come on. And also, you weren't going to go on. So you tell me the whole cast is going on, but because, you, sh- for whatever reason, Megyn Kelly, you're saying no to, you're not going to be interviewed by her? Like, yeah, no. It's, it's that the controversy, both controversies, honestly, are stupid. They're just controversies. Right. So the second one is Jane Fonda, and she's interviewing Jane Fonda and Robert Redford about their new movie. Mm-hmm. And Megan Kelly talks about how great Jane Fonda looks and asks her about work she has done. And Jane Fonda looks at her like she's a fucking moron. She did. And goes, you really want to talk about this right now? Right. It wasn't like, when I saw the headline, I was like, it didn't, it wasn't even a big deal. Jane Fonda literally was like, you really want to talk about this right now? And then went into her character role, like in discussing that. Yeah. It was nothing like horrific. I was thinking there was going to be like Jane Fonda going super crazy on her. She didn't. And later she came out and said, Jane Fonda said, oh, it just wasn't the right time to talk about plastic surgery. I wanted to talk about my role. Right. And I think, again, this comes from Jenny McCarthy and Donnie Wahlberg to give them credit, but... It made sense to me that part of that reaction was driven by the fact that she was sitting next to Robert Redford. And Robert Redford's not going to be asked these kind of questions. He's going to be asked about his body of work. Absolutely. And this is something that women have faced for many, many years since the beginning of life. Women will always be asked about their appearance. They'll always be asked about plastic surgery. They'll always be asked about boobs and all this kind of stuff. But Robert Redford heaven forbid you ask him why the fuck he was wearing white nylon socks on the today show no one's (laughs) talking about that i mean you did you did tell me about that (laughs) well yeah because it was very surprising to me like i was just like these are white like they look like nylon socks it was very strange but whatever that's an aside the point is yeah robert talk to her about her character talk to her about something else well exactly that's the point that that's the main point i think of the controversy is as a woman, why was she being asked about her physical appearance when they were both, both actors were there to talk about a project that they did together? Right. But on the flip side, I do understand that women are more likely to get plastic surgery and that maybe she could have spun it in a way as empowerment. I don't know. Like, right. Plastic surgery isn't off limits for me to talk about and I would be happy to talk about it, but I'd also want to talk about my character. Well, and I think also on also on the flip side is that women also want to know what other women have had done. Yes, they it's want like the a, options to get it. They yes. want to know how it works. Exactly. Like, it's like a sick fetish. It's like a game we play. Like, what do you think she's had done? Exactly. Do you exactly. think it worked? Did it not? Okay. Yeah, exactly. So um, speaking of work, because the Kardashians have had a lot of it. Hell yeah. Allegedly. Uh, um, Allegedly. There was a little preview that came out for the season premiere of the new season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, which airs Sunday on E! In case you're curious. I'm not. Uh, which, well, <laughs> this week you should be. That's what they've designed this week to do. It's is to true. make you curious. But the clip shows Kim talking about how Caitlyn has lied about her father, Robert Kardashian, in the book, saying... Oh, about Caitlyn, OJ. Yeah, Caitlyn alleged in the book that Robert knew OJ was guilty and chose to ignore it and go on with his life. And Kim was pissed off and mm-hmm. upset and blah, blah, blah. And maybe rightfully so. But honestly, the whole fucking country knows that Robert Kardashian knew OJ was guilty. Let's be real. Like, I feel he, like that's true. I feel like he... There's like major theories that he's the one that threw away his bloody clothes. So... I mean, he really... He's got loyalty to the extreme that's like mafia loyalty that is mafia loyalty so i mean caitlin's definitely not the only person who said that but kim is rightfully so so that's the little teaser to get you come back in not that you know the 50 kardashians are pregnant teaser would have <laughs> made you stay away um i wanted to make a side note just because i think it's really funny so i've been keeping up with american horror story cold and it just gets funnier and funnier. Like intentionally so? No. Oh, it's okay. awful. <laughs> like oh, God. this one scene today or last week, and spoiler alert, turn away for five seconds if you don't want to know. But Billy Eichner's character kills someone mm-hmm. at the behest of Evan Peter's character, who is the Trump supporter. Right. And Billy Eichner starts freaking out. It's like, I'm a murderer. I'm a murderer. And, and Evan Peters goes and grabs him by the shoulders. just having this serious conversation. Mm-hmm. He's like, 
You're not. You're part of something. You're part of something bigly. He said bigly? He said bigly. Like Donald Trump said bigly. Like, but in this serious, like he's trying to calm him down moment, I was like, oh my God, you're so stupid. Why did you do that, Ryan Murphy? Why <laughs> like, did he do that? Because that is not being serious. And I feel like even Trump, staunch Trump supporters are not going to, in this scene, would not be like, you're a part of something bigly. Yeah. You're, no. Not wow. to mention, then on the flip side, on the, the <laughs> more crazy liberal side of it, they have this field reporter who's out doing all these reports. It's like the day after the election or something. Mm-hmm. And everywhere she goes, for whatever reason, she's reporting on a car accident. She's reporting on a fire. There's like teenage age boys that jump in and go, grab him by the pussy. Like that didn't happen either. There weren't field reporters all over the country that teenage boys were just like, grab him by the pussy. Like these, honestly, people, this is my opinion, my personal opinion. You can hate it. You can love it. You can take it. You can leave it. <laughs> The world right now is a scary enough place. There's enough hate and divisiveness Uh and we're not getting along and we all can't see eye to eye. Yeah. Like we don't need to pretend that the world is scary enough. Yeah. We don't need Ryan Murphy's version of the world. It is. It's really, I'm just so sick of talking about Trump guys. Like, like we said last week, he's here for the next three years. Let's just buckle up. Yeah, let's just let's take a knee on taking a knee. <laughs> like, my God, I just can't anymore. Like, I am go on Facebook and you just see things. And I understand that you can't when people are so impassioned, they, they can't stay silent. And this is Ryan Murphy's way of, you know, kind of, I don't know, using art form to express his opinions about the world we live in today. But honestly, I'm exhausted by it. I want to be distracted by the world of today, <laughs> you know? So yes, yes. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how this uh, American Horror Story plays out. Yeah, it should be interesting. So in film news, only a couple pieces. Uh, there's a new Terminator movie that's being filmed or coming out. I'm not sure what the deets are. I think they're still filming it. But James Cameron did this interview where much like Will and Grace and Roseanne and all the shit that keeps coming back, this Terminator is going to actually be Terminator 3. It's going to be the sequel to the second movie. Rather than all these Terminator movies that have come out since Terminator 2, they don't exist anymore in this world. Can we take a fucking knee on reboots, sequels that have already happened, taking out movies that have already happened, removing endings of shows? I am so fucking sick of movies and TV shows from the 90s they're like, oh, no, 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 we're going to do it better this time with the same actors, the same plot, the same everything, but with better this. No! Well, you know, you'll love the next two stories, one mm. being the remake of Hocus Pocus. When I heard this, literally slammed my fist down. I was like, no, no. I'm taking a stand. No. You want to see someone get crazy and impassioned? Hocus Pocus. I still remember seeing this in the movie theater with two of my best friends that I've known since I was five. One of our favorite movies, we used to play this. I used to be Sarah Jessica's character, of course, because I was the blonde. Okay. <laughs> and um, I'm telling you, I can't even imagine them remaking this. It pisses me off. Like, who would play these characters besides Sarah Jessica Parker and Bette Midler and Kathy and Jimmy? Like, who would play these characters? It literally, it pisses me off so much. Like, makes me angry. I, I... You were not alone. Like, I'm like, that, no. That was the categorical response when it came out. Like, are you Even though the headline was like, get excited, people. Hocus Pocus remake. No, like, fuck you, Every Disney. comment was like, no. no. Yeah, because the part of the charm was that it was made in the 90s. There wasn't all this technology around. It was just, I was such a good. Stop it. I agree. Stop. In, in news of people that did stop, Sex in the City 3 is not happening, which... Right. Like, honestly, was it going to be Sex in the City 3? We're at the Jerio Psych <laughs> facility where they're getting 5 p.m. dinners and meds? Well, they're not that old. Kim Cattrall is... 61. 60. Or in her 60s. Yeah, she... I that is too old to be fucking running around New York City fucking everything that walks. Well, Sorry. I mean, that would be too old for me personally. I don't want to be doing that at 61. But I don't want to watch them doing it either. The point of no. the, what made Sex in the City great was there were these young women. Right. And they were living life and they mm. were grabbing On life their terms. by the ball. Yeah. Um, I will say that I read a quote from Kristen um, 
Cottrell. I mean, Chris Davis. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Um, where she said that the third movie had a script and it had, um, it like made everything resolute. It was like the ending chapter of the story. And she's really sad that they don't get to bring that um, to fruition and that it would have been a beautiful story. I also heard Sarah Jessica Parker say that it, there was heartbreaking moments in it, but it was heartwarming at the same time. Like so, the first movie, which... I know. So I'm like, so are they going to kill off Big and then Carrie has to start over again? Are they going to kill off Harry and Charlotte has to raise her two kids? Yeah. So I just, it makes me sad because I loved Sex and the City. I loved the movies, even though they were cheesy and over the top. Still love them. I have them downloaded to my phone just in case I'm ever stuck somewhere and need to watch it. Like, I love Sex and the City. Um, But I don't think a third was necessary. I'm going to state the unpopular opinion. I don't think the first two were necessary. I, I think the them. show ended perfectly. No, the show ended perfectly. I do feel like the whole situation with the Carrie and Bane leaves her at the altar and then they have to rebuild their relationship. Yeah, the, the first movie, I'll accept. I'll accept. Right. The second movie in fucking Dubai is the most hideous thing I've ever seen in my life. I know, but I still like. Why did it. she? Why did she kiss Aiden? Why, it was stupid. Why bring back the fucking Aiden big dynamic? I know, so stupid. It really was stupid. It was. I think feel like they were grasping at straws for the storyline, but I still loved it, and I still, I still love them. But I think it's time to lay them to rest. Amen, sister. Go Amen. find different Go find different roles. And our last story of the pop culture podcast comes from the book world. Um... <laughs> First Lady Melania Trump is trying to spread literacy and do good. First ladies are, you know, we don't, you shouldn't need to criticize first ladies. I mean, I can't think of a first lady that's particularly terrible. No, like, I, can't, I can't think of anyone They're either. usually doing good work. They're usually out there. I know we just came from Michelle Obama, who's like the most popular first lady of all fucking time. Right. But Melania is trying to donate books to all these libraries in every state. Uh-huh. All these school libraries. One school, one uppity piece of shit school in whatever state, I don't even know. I got mad reading the article, so I stopped. <laughs> but it's like, no thank you, First Lady Melania Trump. We will not take your 10 Dr. Seuss books. A, because we have enough books. We're a rich school. Give them to a poor school. But B, Dr. Seuss is a fucking racist, so fuck you. Maybe you should do a little more research before you give out books. So I have several issues with this. I feel like the book should be obviously donated to underprivileged schools because... Why would you need to donate books to rich schools? I don't get that. So I, I think she, there were many schools in many areas. Like I just don't think that rich schools need to even be on that list. When you have schools where, you know, the walls are literally falling down. Right. So that's my problem with that. Second of all, I never in my life heard that Dr. Seuss was racist. Um, he, my I grew up reading his stories my daughter has read his stories she loves dr seuss she's caught that's her go-to books when i tell her oh, it's time for our reading mm-hmm. time at night those are her go-tos so i i don't i've never heard this and then you told me that apparently he had some cartoons during what was it you said world war ii world war ii right and it satirized japanese people yes so I don't necessarily think that makes him racist. I think he was satirizing the time period. Right. And and this is a man who's living through this and has certain opinions and whatnot. And I agree. I've never, like I, like I told you that same sentence, like the cat in the hat is a character based on honestly his own psychosis because he was married to this bipolar woman who right. had all these cats. And he thought he was going crazy seeing cats everywhere. So that's where the cat in the hat that came from. That is hysterical from. to me, by the way. Um, yeah, like, I have Dr. Seuss art. I have Dr. Seuss books. I don't even have kids. And I read them <laughs> myself, like, because I love Dr. Seuss that much. Right. So I was like, this bitch needs to step the fuck back, <laughs> take a chill pill, and calm the fuck down. Yeah, I just don't... I mean, all over the nation, kids do the Dr. Seuss week at school. Right. And I've never once heard anyone talk about this. So I just feel like they really dug deep to try to find something. Yeah, no, that's... It's absurd. People are absurd. That is the moral of the story this week, people are absurd. 
It is. So we hope you've enjoyed the second episode of our pop culture podcast. Find us on Instagram at Pretty Vulgar Podcast and let us know what you think, what you want to hear, what you want to see, all that good stuff. And let us know. Let us know how we're doing. Rate, like, subscribe. Yes, all that. So thanks, guys. Bye.